Happy Wednesday, everyone. Thanks for plugging into another episode of The Outlet. Today was my first day of classes for the spring semester, and I know that today was the first day for a lot of you at a new school. Um, I know a lot of people transferred. Here at Geneseo, we had over 100 transfer students this semester. So I commend you guys for uh, switching to a new school during the spring semester. It is super chaotic, but um, nonetheless, I felt like this, kind of, this uh, theme of the episode is super appropriate because of that. A lot of people are kind of starting fresh right now and don't really know where they want to go with their college career, or you may be at the same school and you're a freshman or a sophomore and you still really just don't know what route you want to take. So I thought it was pretty appropriate due to the, the timing to make this episode for sure. So, um, Because I already said what I was loving this week on Monday, I want to try something different for Wednesdays. I want to do good week and bad week on Wednesdays and then what I'm loving on Monday or maybe vice versa. I'm not sure. But I just don't want to do what I'm loving this week um, on like in one week like with two episodes like saying what I love in the week like it just doesn't make any sense when I can just tell you what I'm loving once and add something kind of interesting for um for Wednesdays or the opposite day so I'm gonna try a good week and bad week and I think that'll also kind of like help me to unwind and maybe you'll be able to think like okay well what was my what was the good part of my week and the bad part of my week so um, it is only the middle of the week, so I only have about, you know, three days to, to really choose from, but I thought it would still be funny. Some, some of my, it's not going to be too serious, like good week and bad week. I'm not going to like vent to you about like really emotional things, but we can just get a laugh out of it. So that is what I wanted to try. So let's jump right into it as we do. So for my good week, I found this really, really great pizza place um, about 15 minutes from the Geneseo campus, and it's called the Livingston Pizza Company, I believe, and it was just kind of something I, I found randomly. I was really hungry on, it was, yeah, this was, was this yesterday? Yes, this was yesterday, and I, I was really hungry, and I was like, you know what? let me see if they have any kind of gluten-free pizza places around here because I would love that. And I called one of the local places in, in my actual college town and they were like, yeah, we have broccoli and cheddar crust and cauliflower crust. I was like, that sounds gross. But, so I did some more research and I found this, this, this place. And I looked at the reviews and everyone said there's, there's a bunch of um, gluten-free options, which is not very likely you know, at, at a pizza place. Uh, by any means so I was looking into the menu for myself and I thought you know there would just be there was a little picture on Yelp and it said try our gluten-free melts and it was like a tuna melt a turkey melt uh, cheeseburger melt it was just like stuff that I was like that doesn't sound very good so I'm like oh you know what let me check the website to see if they have a bigger menu and I looked on their website and when I tell you this place had it was, it was actually, I found out later, it was an entire gluten-free pizza sub bakery place. Like, you know how some places, their main bakery, their main pizza place, and then they'll have some gluten-free options and they'll have to make it separately and like clean the whole surface. I guess this place is centered around being gluten-free. And when I had went there, 
the owner was telling me that they actually um, buy all of their non-gluten-free stuff and all of their gluten-free stuff is homemade. Whereas at other places, you know, they'll have their gluten-free products shipped into them and it's not homemade and it's not as good. But this place obviously makes all of their own baked goods that are gluten-free, all of their pizzas gluten-free, all of their subs, chicken wings, everything. Everything you can think of that could be at a, at a pizza place. They have chicken fingers, a fish fry that's gluten-free. It was crazy how many gluten-free products they had. So I made the trip out there. It was a 15-minute drive, and I had nothing else to do for a while. So I went out there and went in, and the owner was immediately very, very nice to me. He was like, have you been here before? Let me explain to you how this works. He hands me a paper menu that I could take home. And it was just, it, and it was pretty good prices. I mean, gluten-free food is, is extremely expensive because it do, I think it does require a lot more ingredients. But this place was very reasonably priced. And it, it, was, it was overwhelming because there were so many options, but I was so excited to find out that there was a place that was so accommodating to people that are avoiding certain, certain foods. So I'm looking at the menu, and I was really in the mood for pizza, but then they had chicken wings and bur they had cheeseburgers. I mean, every food you could possibly think of was on this menu. So I ended up getting a gluten-free calzone with ricotta cheese, pepperoni, sausage, and marinara sauce. And uh, when he showed it to me, it was like the size of my head. It was so, so huge. And he was like, I gave you a box just so that you could, you could take the rest home if you, if you can't finish it. But I was like, I am going to finish this. I was so hungry. And I ate it, and it was so, so, so good. And I was so happy to find this place. And he said that he delivers to the college town and all these things. And they were just a really, really, really great, great um great restaurant so I definitely I'm going to try to get some kind of um, some kind of promotion going here for them I would love to be able to promote them on here and would love to work out some sort of agreement because I want everybody to go and try this place even if you're not gluten-free it is just super phenomenal so that was my good week was finding this place and now I know that if I want something uh, you know fatty or fried that I can order it from this place and it's gluten-free uh, certified so definitely my good week my bad week however actually was that same day yesterday oh it was a whirlwind of things but I I have my nose pierced and it's just like the normal piercing like a little stud um, on one side of my nose and I've had this for over a month and I've Take, I've been taking care of it, whatever, and when, it, when you first get it in, it's like a corkscrew kind of style so that it doesn't fall out and it can heal. But it was bothering me to have this little corkscrew thing in my nose to hold the ring in place. So I went to the, to the piercer and I, I asked him, I, this was while I was home a few, a few days ago, and I asked him if he would be able to change my ring and give me an L-shaped ring that would that would be able to be a lot less noticeable, but still not fall out very easily. He was like, yeah, sure, just understand that if I give you this new one, that there is still a chance of it falling out. And I was like, oh, whatever, you know, it's fine. And it's so much better than having to worry about this little thing falling out of my nose, and it, it can't be that bad. So I come to school, and everything is great, and I love my piercing. All my friends are complimenting me on it, and it's great. So I fall asleep um, on Monday night, and I wake up the next morning, and I'm just on my phone and just going about my, about my morning. 
and my nose ring is gone. And I'm like, no way. I'm like feeling my nose. I'm like seeing if I, it was like stuck inside of my nose somewhere or if I swallowed it in my sleep or something. I have no clue. I was so freaked out and I'm like, no way. And it was only $10 to get it, to get that, that one that I had lost. It was $10. So I'm like, okay, it's 10 bucks. Like at least it wasn't like 50 bucks, 60 bucks, whatever. But still I was distraught. Like it was beautiful. I loved this nose ring. So I was so upset. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Like of all things that could happen to me, it's like one thing after the other here. So I'm looking all around. I'm shaking out my pillow, my blanket, everything. I'm, I'm rubbing my hand on the carpet and just figuring out where this ring could have gone. I'm looking down my shirt. I mean like everywhere and I could not find it. And this ring is like a tiny stud. Like you really, I mean, there's really no hope once you lose it. So I was like, whatever. I looked for like 30 minutes and I could not find it. So I'm like, oh my gosh. And if anybody knows about nose piercings, if you take it out even for five minutes, it can close out. It can close up. It's awful. So I've had it out for probably 12 hours. And because I didn't know when I lost it in my sleep, it might have been like eight hours, but still, I was like, it's for sure closed. I was feeling it. I couldn't even feel where where the ring used to be. Like it was definitely closed up. So I'm like, you know what, I need to go, I need to go schedule an appointment and figure out who could, who in this area, in this, in this area, because I'm three hours from home, who would be able to give me a new ring? So luckily we have a piercing shop and a tattoo shop up on our main street, which is only like two minutes from my dorm. So I waited until they were open at noon and I went there and I don't want to like, crap on this place because a lot of people have had really good experiences at this tattoo shop and this piercing shop. They've had good experience. I think my situation may have just made them not as um, friendly and open to me about it, but whatever. So I went there and it was only 10 bucks for me to replace and get get a new ring. And they were just really, really aggressive with putting in the nose ring because obviously the hole had closed up. But I was expecting them to maybe put a needle through or just kind of loosen it up. No, they just went right in and I had to get the, the what I used to have, the corkscrew, shape, corkscrew shaped nose ring back into my nose and not the original little cute stud with just the L that wouldn't poke out. So long story short, I guess it is still a long story. I have a different nose ring in now and it was super painful and it's a lot bigger than my other ones. So I'm trying to get used to it. But it was just really disappointing because my nose ring was just something that, like, I feel like made me very unique. And, like, I just loved how it looked. And I'm not saying I hate how this one looks. It's just, like, not my style. Like, it's a little too big for me. So I know I could just go and get a new one, and it's fine, but got to save my money. So that was definitely a bad week for me. Spring semester is upon us, college students, and you know what that means. Yes, all of those restless nights staying up and studying, and a million things to think about, and never just a moment to breathe. If only there was a little gummy bear that you could just pop into your mouth when you need to chill out. Well, Sunday Scaries CBD gummies are just that. These CBD-infused gummies containing vitamin B12 and D3 are your perfect sidekick when you need to combat all that life throws at you. Just pop one in your mouth when you need to chill out, take a few deep breaths, and take a load off. 
Lucky for you, you don't have to break the bank either because I have a coupon code for you to get 15% off of your purchase. Just use the code, the outlet, at checkout to receive your discount. So sweeten your outlook on life and order your Sunday Scaries CBD gummies today. So for today's episode, I just want to preface how to choose the right major for you with a topic that was requested to me that I feel really fit that topic to, so I kind of merged them. And this topic was sent in from somebody that I that follows me on Instagram, and they wanted me to talk about how to live up to your parents' expectations or dealing with your parents' expectations. And I feel like that, excuse me, does have a lot to do with the route that we take in college and where we apply and what we do while we're here, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, like I said, I feel like a lot of what we do here has to do with how we were raised and what our parents told us and those things that they put in our heads. Um, And it can be a good thing and it can be a bad thing. I feel like I have a very unique perspective on this and I I want to still share it with you because I feel like it is important but my parents really stressed to me and my brother just to be good people above all else. So they were never like you need to make you need to have a job that makes this much money, you need to be this kind of person, you need to play this sport, you need to play this instrument. It was never anything like that. And that is just a theme of my family in particular like they my parents just never really forced me or my brother to do anything we didn't want to do. And that has its perks and, and, it, and it has its, its downsides. And I, I talk about this with my brother all the time and I'll talk about this with my parents and I'll say like, you know, there is a benefit of, of parents being so, so hard on their kids and telling their kids to do chores and what sports to play and what music, musical instruments to play because if we would have had that structure growing up, I think that me and my brother would be able to make decisions a lot quicker and easier and we would not second guess ourselves so much because we had so much freedom to develop to develop our own thoughts and opinions and, and what we wanted to do. And we didn't really have that, I'm not saying we didn't have structure because my, we had structure in our day-to-day lives, but as far as just knowing what we were meant to do, was never forced on us. But obviously it has its upsides. We, my brother and I were, were able to try all these different things and quit things and add on things because we just had that freedom to choose. Our parents didn't make us stick with something that we didn't want to do until, you know, my brother got older and my mom told him, okay, you have to, you have to get a job and you have to stick with it and you have to balance that with your sport. That was a huge thing with my brother, but it was just, we had so much freedom. Like, I, I I tried out for the volleyball team, and I just thought, like, okay, volleyball. I'm not a big sport person, but volleyball is just fun. So I tried out for the team, and I made the team, but at the same time, I did musicals, and I knew I loved doing musicals. And I couldn't do both at the same time in middle school at that time because it would just be too conflicting. And with musicals, you know that it's it's never, if, it, if the rehearsal is 6 to 8, chances are it's not going to be exactly 8 o'clock that you get out. It might be a little later. So there wasn't even a way to plan around it. So I was just given the the freedom to be able to say, okay, I don't want to do volleyball anymore, and I just want to do musicals. And I didn't, my parents weren't telling me, okay, well, that makes you a quitter, or you can't, you have to play volleyball because you need to be well-rounded. 
I feel like what made me well-rounded well was the ability to be able to say, I don't enjoy this enough to keep going. And I was able to have that opinion and express that opinion. So that is kind of my way to preface kind of how I'm going to go into this because I want, as with anything, with anything, I want to make sure everybody knows that it is my perspective that I'm, that I'm giving. And um, this camp, this may not be the same for you. I've had many friends who, who grew up with parents dictating every single thing about their lives. And they still turned out to be really, really great people who make decisions better than I can and who understand their feelings and understand um, what they need to do as, like, with volunteering and all these things. Like, we were just, my brother and I were just always given such freedom to just, just do what you like and make sure you're being a good person. So that is kind of my little spiel before I get into things. But as far as what this has to do with what I choose in college and my major and all of these things, and for you, what how your parents might have taken you through your childhood and where that takes you in college, this is, this is where that's all going to come together. So as far as my, my perception of, of things, I, I noticed that parents, usually what the parents do, like what your parents do for their job, has a lot to do with what you choose. So for example, if, if your father is a lawyer and, or in some kind of law thing, Usually you'll want to go into something that has to do is it makes that much money or um, is that demanding or requires that much school, et cetera, et cetera. And in my particular case, I my parents do two jobs that I don't think I would ever do because I'm just not interested in that stuff. More so maybe like I'd be more interested in my dad's job, but my mom is a medical coder at our hospital and like in my town and she loves the structure of it she loves the um like it's like basic nine to five aspect and she works from home now and goes into the office sometimes but she doesn't work weekends she gets the holidays off it's not very demanding as far as um time it's a lot of mental like it takes a lot of mental capacity in the moment and but it's a lot of it's coding so there's a right answer you know and my mom is a lot like that she's very much like I need a right answer I don't want that room for creativity and of course like there's there's moments when she would love that and would love her job to not be the same every day but she's learning through her job but also it's a, it's a job where there's right and there's wrong so for my dad it's a little different he sells church offering envelopes at a place called Cathedral Corporation in my town and he's basically a salesman, so he'll, you know, he can use his own, he can add his little touch to things, and, and he's done different kinds of sales jobs through his life, but he's always been somebody who just likes to talk to people and, and likes to sell things and just likes to, his, how he puts it is not work, is to make good money and not have to work so ty- like tirelessly every single day of the week. So he gets weekends off, he travels, Um, he gets the holidays off, which is super important. So those are what my parents realized. Like like they come together and have shown me and my brother, okay, like how stressful it would be if they had to work on a holiday or how stressful it would be if they had to work on, on the weekends. So that has sort of molded me and my brother to 
to see like, okay, well, we know that we want to be able to have weekends off to spend with our family. We want to be able to have those holidays and to be able to have vacation time and all of those things. So what I'm trying to say is like, you can clearly see that where, where my parents have, have implemented certain things to me and my brother, that has shaped how we went into the college and the workplace. So my brother went to SUNY Oswego and got a degree in public relations, and I'm at SUNY Geneseo, another SUNY school, very similar to Oswego, also getting a degree in communication. So we both kind of went into this not really, uh, not really knowing exactly what we would want to do with it, but knowing that when you have jobs like that, they often are able to, you're, you're, you're allowed a lot of flexibility within those jobs. So at least that's for me. I don't know too much as as my brother, like what he would think about that, but that's kind of how I looked at it. So making the tough choice to do what makes you happy while understanding that your parents just want what's best for you is kind of the conflict that you would get into when when you're faced with like parents who maybe don't support you or you feel like you're not living up to those expectations. So I'm not in this situation, but I would understand that if, well, I guess I would kind of be in that, in that, in that situation. And there's some things that my mom will tell me, like, Madeline, like, you really, she, like, she was really, really big on me doing musical theater in college. She was like, I would love watching you perform. You're so great at it. Why wouldn't you go to school for it? And she wasn't saying that in a way of, like, I'm going to disown you if you don't major in musical theater. She was saying it in a way of, like, I would love, this would make me so happy if you majored in this. But in the end, like I said in the beginning, it was all about what me and my, if, as long as me and my brother are good people, we can do whatever we want to do in, in life. And as long as we understand what comes with those decisions. So to try to draw a parallel to how other people, what other people may be going through, my mom was so hurt at first to know that I was, starting this sophomore year, I was not going to do any more music in college because I realized that that is my hobby. It's not my career. It's not my focus. I want to do other things in college because that's what college is about. You know, she was hurt at first, and as many of your parents might be, if, if they said, oh, I want you to go to the school that I graduated from or join the the sorority or the fraternity that I was in, and then you turn around and you have totally different values and morals from the people that are in those organizations, or you are just not interested in that school and that doesn't bring you joy, you have to maybe have that conversation with your parents and, 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 say, and explain that and not, not go off and say, like, I'm going to rebel or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to disown you. But try to have that conversation with your parents and let them know, like, I don't want to hurt you and you, I know that you want what's best for me, but I, f I have to make my own decisions. And I think when you have that conversation, it brings the maturity level so much higher and you're on that same level as your parent and you're out of that, like, little kid zone, if that makes sense. So... If it came down to it where then your parents are still not understanding, then I feel like at that point you have to make that tough decision of, okay, well, then now what? Now you're old enough. Like, I, this may be a stretch, but, like, if you're over the age of 18, you can make that decision of what kind of relationship you want to have with your parents. Do you want to have the relationship with your parents that is 
solely like you are you were born to please your parents and you were born to live for your parents or are those your parents who you love and care for and want to help and take care of but also not have control of your life those are two decisions and you have to choose one you know like you can't just if you, if you're not feeling supported by your parents then maybe it just means that you have to decide what relationship you can have to live a healthy and happy life and it's sad and i mean there's aspects in my life that i know like my parents maybe won't support um if i'm like okay i i grow up and i'm like okay well i i choose not to have kids and my mom is a super super family oriented person and she's like well it would i really want grandchildren and then say me and my brother over here like okay well we're not going we're not going to have kids we don't want to have kids that is going to hurt my mom so badly but at the same time i'm not just going to have children because my mom expects me to and because i i'm living for my mom and i don't mean to keep using my mom as reference but i love her but i feel like i can talk openly about the conversations that i have with my mom and same but same with my dad like if if i was to say and i i had this conversation with him i i have been taking some human resources uh, classes here at geneseo and i love them the psychology of of human behavior and all of these things and i'm like i told him one day and i'm like i really would love to do human resources and he's like well you know that there's no money in that like it's not worth it it's so much work and you don't get paid so that's my dad's mentality and as much as i appreciate that and that was really good insight that i did need to make a decision i also had to make had to think to myself okay but i love these classes and if i work hard and i find the right job and i get the right experience then there could be money in it for me and that's only from my dad's perspective and from his world you know he he isn't in human resources so he you know he doesn't have that experience but obviously he's gone through enough jobs where he he can see the trend so i did appreciate his his insight but at the same time that wasn't the final call for me and same with my mom you know like i said if i'm like i don't want to have children or i don't want to live in new york she's going to be sad for that moment and you know her expressing to me how important it would me- how much it would mean to her if i was to stay in new york or if i was to have children then that can help me give me some insight like okay i need to maybe consider this in my decision but your parents should not have the end all decision once you're over 18 it's just it's just not how it should go you you're still a human being who needs to make their own decisions so and i'm not even targeting the person who submitted this instagram because i know that this instagram dm but i i know that a lot of people actually struggle with this and i've had close friends who've struggled with this and because it's not something that i necessarily struggle with in relation to school as much it's something that i do deal with with my parents on a day-to-day basis and everybody in their own way i think does struggle with that with their parents so I was glad that I got this DM because I think it opens up a really vulnerable topic that I don't think a lot of people would have the courage to ask. So, but like I said, college is the only time in your life where you have the most control with a little responsibility and you can explore choices. I mean, this is the time where I feel like if your parents were to have the least control, it would be here. I mean, unless your parents are paying for your entire college and you need to probably consider taking their their opinions uh very not very lightly because if they're paying for your school chances are you need to you need to really consider what they're saying but if there's some financial responsibility 
and most of it is on you, then do what you want at the end of the day. So, like I said, when I was choosing my major, which is communication in the personal and professional track, I thought a lot about, okay, and this is, this is kind of going into the second part of the episode where I discuss kind of how you can choose the best major for you. And um, if you haven't cho- like picked a major already, or even if you want to choose some classes, this is, this is what I took into consideration. This is what my parents told me to take into consideration. And I think it's just good advice that I've heard, you know, through shadowing at, at my brother's company, through um, talking with uh, and shadowing at another company. Like, these are things that I have, I have heard since being in college. So the, the first thing, like I said in the beginning of the episode, was when you're choosing your major and you're choosing what career you want to go into, think about how much money is going to mean to you. So that could mean... Um, Okay, do you know that you like really expensive things? If you know that you need everything designer and you need everything name brand, and you know you need the best cars and the best house and the best furniture, and you just want all of the, the nicest things, then you need to understand what majors are going to get you there and what majors are not going to get you there. And it's not saying one is better than the other because there are many, many majors and careers that you can go into that don't make a lot of money but are so much more fulfilling than the others. And that is what I mean. If money does not mean as much to you, if you're like, okay, I, I don't care about money, I don't care if I have to um, live paycheck to paycheck, I just want to do what I love, then that, that puts you on the other side of, of the spectrum. And I don't want to name off any majors because I'm not trying to offend anybody, but I think it's clear, like, you know if you were to go into the business world, then there's a good chance of you being able to, to, to grow and, and grow in a, in, a, in a business and start your business or do anything like, anything like that. But there's that good chance that you could go into business, start your own small business, and not make any money. On the other side of things, because I feel like I can say this because I was part of the arts, you go into the arts. And I've had conversations with musical theater majors. They understand, like, okay, this major itself I could grow and become a great performer and be in a bunch of shows and make all this money and be really successful. Or you could end up not getting any shows and not nailing any auditions, not getting into anything, and now you're not getting paid. So there's, there's two sides to each side of the spectrum, but to understand what's more likely to happen, I think is going to help you make that decision for sure as far as the money that you make. So another thing, like I mentioned earlier, is vacation time, holiday time, weekends, all of these things. If you know that you like to go on vacation three times a year or you like to go even once a year, you need to make sure that you have a job that you're going to be able to afford going on vacation and, go, and not working for two weeks. You need to make sure that the major that you pick is going to put you into a job that you can have that flexibility. Because if you like going on vacation and, and you love being able to just say, oh, I'm going to pick up and leave for three days. If you like being able to do that, make sure that you have a job that is super, super flexible where you can maybe even take your, take your job with you on the go. That's a huge thing. I know for me, I want to have a super flexible job. I want to be able to say, okay, I can work from home today because my kid is sick. Or I can work from, from the, my hotel in Florida because I... It's, it's that kind of job. I know I want to be able to have that. But if you're okay being in 
you know, a, a place where you really can only do your job where you are, then you need to make, make your decision based on that. So another thing that kind of, kind of goes along with that is how much does family time mean to you? So if you plan on having six kids and now you have six kids that are in six different, different um, concerts and bands and groups and all these things and you don't have enough time to sit and support your kid and go and see their shows because you're working so much, then that's another decision you have to make too. Are you going to be able to, to work and still be able to have this quality family time? Are you going to be able to take that time off to, to spend with family coming in for Christmas time or et cetera, et cetera? So that's another really, really important thing to, to consider. Another thing I also mentioned earlier when I was discussing uh, why my dad chose his, his career was how much work do you want to do and how much do you want to get paid? Because if you know you don't like to work that hard, if you know that, like doctors make like thousands or millions a year, but they work extremely hard and they're under serious conditions. If you know that you, you can't do that and that, that is not, that's not you, you, you don't want to put in that much work, you just want to make fast, easy money and big amounts, you know you probably shouldn't become a doctor because you're under so much stress and you are working hard day in and day out. Same with research. Don't go into research if you know you don't really want to work that hard. And it's selfish and it sounds kind of bad to say like, oh, why would somebody not want to work hard and earn, earn their money? It's just reality. It's just simply reality. If you know that you, you want to, I mean, look at, I mean, famous people do work hard, but it's like they're doing what they're what they're. Natu they're naturally talented and they're making so much money. They're not living paycheck to paycheck. They are making so much money all at once. So if that's something that you know means a lot to you is being able to relax and not worry about your job when the day is done. When you work nine to five at five o'clock, you're done thinking about your job and you're still making that money, then that's something to consider as well. So Lastly, I kind of just want to talk about um, how, how your hobby and your career can kind of collide and how they can seem kind of fuzzy when you're choosing your major. So like I said, I, I did music for a really long time and I came to Geneseo thinking that that's what I was going to do. I was going to do music. It was going to be the love of my life. I was going to try to you know audition and get, do the whole nine yards. And I came here, I experienced it. I did all the clubs, I did all the, all the choirs and the vocal training, everything. And, and you should do that. If you come in here knowing you want to do something, go, go to the, do the most so that you could get the most experience in that, in that field. So that's what I did. And I realized I didn't like it. So once I realized, okay, I kind of have this, I know I like to, to be on stage in front of people. I know I like to talk. I know that I can speak very clearly. I know I don't get stage fright. I know that I love that feeling of, of instant gratification, like people are giving me energy back and I'm giving energy to them. I knew I loved that. So after seeing what my brother went into and my dad also going into sales, I'm like, okay, so communication. You know, communication is marketing and advertising and all this creativity and, and speaking and just, just doing all that for fun. And you're also getting paid huge amounts of money. You can do a lot with a major. So that is what kind of made me go into communication. But 
when I when I switched to that, I was like, okay, this is this is it. This is the one. This is what I want to do. I took the classes. I loved every single one. I did well, and it was awesome. And then I started dabbling a little bit in some extracurriculars, and I started looking into psychology. And I'm like, wait a second. I really like the idea of communication and advertising and broadcasting and marketing and PR and all of these things. But I really also like to know why why people think the way that they do and why why do they want to buy something after you use a certain word or they see a color on the screen. Like, I want to know those things. So that's where psychology came into play. Then after psychology, it was like, okay, now the behavior and getting into organizational behavior and all, it started just being this big spiral. So then I came down to this question of like, okay, am I meant to do communication or am I meant to do psychology? Am I meant to go into human resources or, um, an industry and organizational psychologist, all of these things, do I want to go into research? And I was getting really caught up in this idea of being a psychology and communication double major. And I think a lot of people would do this well, where they'll start to really love something in college and be like, okay, well, I'm going to do like a urban studies double major. And it's like, do you want to do that as your major? Or do you want to just focus on that one major that you know you're very good at? And just take some of these side classes to build your knowledge. And that is kind of where I am at right now with college and my and my major because right now I'm kind of just like, you know, I'm okay with just taking psychology classes on the side and not making this my major. I know I don't want to go into research. That's way too much work. And if I do psychology, then I have to go into bio and I have to get into all of those things. Or I have to go to grad school and I don't want to do, I don't want to go on to any more school. And that's another great point of what you need to consider when you're choosing your major. Are you a school person? Don't go to four more years of, of, of after undergrad if you don't like school. That's just like common sense. You're spending money and you're going to more school when you don't like that. And, and so many people will be like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't want to, but it's like, it's, it's what I, if it's what you love, that's great. But if you are not in it to win it and you're going to four more years of school even two more years of school that's not what's the point so I knew that I didn't want to go to more school I didn't want to work that hard I want to be done after four years and go into the workforce and start making a lot of money so I'm like communication I know that there's so much I can do with that degree and that experience you know when you get into the real world and I've talked to many people in this field they're not going to be looking at your degree. They're not going to be looking at all of these things that you accomplished in college. They really just want to know that you're ready to learn and that you, you know what you want. So I guess this is just me taking my advice from this, but just understand what you love, understand um, what makes you happy, but at the same time, just think about that this is the last chance that you have in school to really just get all of your eggs in a basket and kind of just be like, okay, what do I like? What do I want to go into? Et cetera, et cetera. So I know I really love psychology and I know that it would be awesome to keep taking, keep taking these classes, but I'm like, you know what? I could just use this for my everyday knowledge when I'm raising kids, when I'm talking to my friends. I've already learned so much taking these classes because I understand how the human brain works, but that doesn't mean that I'm spending all of these, you know, because I didn't really do that great in the class as far as like, I was probably just low 80s. That's, that's kind of where I was at with these psych classes. So I'm like, okay, that's not my strong suit because it does take a lot of memorization and studying and I'm just not into that. I'd rather be able to just stand up, use my natural talent and make money from that. 
And if you're in that situation, I would just stick with your gut. Stick with what you're good at. Stick with, don't stick with what your parents think that you're good at or what everybody tells you you're good at. Because I grew up years and years of, of my life, K through 12, people telling me that there's no way they could see me doing anything else besides musical theater or anything with music. And here I am, not even doing anything involving music. And not saying I don't love it, but I do. But that's just, that's not what's going to get me where I want to be. And of course, anything can happen. And if you plan too far ahead into the future, then you're not going to be able to enjoy the present. But I'm enjoying learning what I love right now and taking these side classes of things that I really like and that'll help me in the future. So if you're somebody who is really enjoying learning about African-American culture, but you know that bio is, is, your, is your strong suit, don't be a double major. Like you don't have to do that. Or even a minor. Just, just take those classes. Just take those classes and enjoy it. Enjoy the knowledge that they're giving you and don't think that you need to put it into a major and that, that needs to be on your degree. Don't psych yourself out and, and now you have three majors. You know, just pay attention to what you like. Pick a major. Pick something you're good at. Pick something that you feel like you are so, you have more to offer than the next person. And that's where I feel I'm at. I know in musical theater, I was not the best. There was somebody that I know was better than me at all times. But with communication, I feel like I have so much to offer and I can compete against anybody and still be able to add my own unique touch and be where I want to be. And I think that's super important to keep in mind. So I know this episode was all over the place um, with college starting and everything out second semester and trying to do the podcast. It's a lot. So what I'm trying to get at with a lot of these episodes is stuff that's relevant to college students and relevant and uh, relevant to just anybody listening really for the time of year but I just want to make sure it's always genuine and I know that they these episodes might not seem as organized but I just want to be really vulnerable and I want to be truthful to all of you because I don't I know I like to listen to podcasts and I'm like wow like I'm feeling that same way so I hope that I have achieved that with these last few episodes being here in school and as always definitely let me know what you want to hear from me I would love to just I love all these ideas that I'm getting like this whole episode was just an idea given to me from someone and I think that that's that's really special and I like to be able to implement everyone's ideas so like I said be realistic but also understand that there is so much more than your major to learn from college make sure that you're branching out do the things that you love even if they don't have anything to do with your future so make sure you're having a good time don't be too hard on yourselves. Have conversations with your parents if they're having a really, really heavy influence on what you're doing here. Understand that you, you matter, your opinion matters, and you're 18 years old, so <laughs> at this point, or 18 and over, so at this point, you know, it's all up to you. So as always, thank you for plugging in, and as always, rate and review this podcast and make sure that you share it with your friends. Have a great rest of your week, and I will see you next Monday.